that I was believing to be true was not true. And so those are the things that I continue to discover in my journey. So like the, the, I started out with the divorce is a failure. That was the biggest thing to overcome. Divorce for the children. These are the things that I needed to overcome. But when I actually did the divorce in a certain way, I realized that I actually didn't hurt the divorce. I mean, hurt my children doing that. My children really liked that fact that we did and that, that, that we got divorced. They'd rather see us, you know, living a separate life happy. This is what they say to, to me. Um, and then so, so like, I guess that's just an example. And also divorce is, was, was a, is a failure is the belief I had. That's why I hang on to it so long. But I realized that no, not necessarily. I can do it in a successful way, in a very conscious and loving way. And I did it. Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy approach to non-monogamy. However, it's important to remember that everyone does it a little bit differently, and the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect our own. Additionally, we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please be aware that we aren't doctors or therapists. Consult a medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on the show. Enjoy. Welcome to episode 287. We're Finn and Emma, and today we have an extremely powerful conversation with Mariko. She has is an amazing, badass woman, and we talk a lot about different topics throughout this interview. However, an underlying theme is really finding your true self and embracing your true self and breaking out of societal norms. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, Mariko is going to talk about her own, her own story, but just a couple of things up front here. She was born and raised in Japan, came to the U.S. when she was 25 for her master's. And I'm going to steal this next little bit from her website, paraphrase, but basically, she was living the dream. She was extremely successful in business and her career and in life, and, and she was living the dream, but she wasn't living her dream. And really, over the, the next 20 years of her life, she was figuring out how to do that. And a few years back, she really stepped into it. She made a whole bunch of changes in her life. She separated from her husband. She started taking some different training programs. She started taking martial arts. She started mm-hmm. taking belly dance. She just started leaning into herself. And the transformation is absolutely amazing. Yeah, it's incredible. And she's also a certified sex and relationship coach and certified dominatrix. Yeah, again, the transformations that, that, <laughs> that Mariko has made in the last few years from the day she landed here in the U.S. are monumental. And what I love about this conversation is she doesn't just gloss over it. We dig in deep, and she is very transparent and vulnerable with us about this journey, and it's beautiful. So, Yeah, it's very clear that she demonstrate, re- demonstrates radical honesty. And yeah. everything she does. Yeah. And so just a huge, huge amount of gratitude to Mariko for coming on, for reaching out and for sharing your story. And uh, another huge amount of gratitude to a secret, <laughs> a secret somebody that we can't name who, who helped get us in touch with Mariko. And so yes, thank you. Thank you. You know who you are <laughs> and we know who you are. And so thank you for making this happen. 
And yeah, we're just excited to get the story out there. Again, links to all of Mariko's work will be in the podcast show notes at normalizingnonmonogamy.com. Please check those out. Please check out her work. Again, you're going to be blown away. We'll stop talking about it. (laughs) For anyone who is a premium subscriber, we're going to jump right into the interview now. And for anyone else, we do have a couple of announcements. First up, if you're not familiar with the premium subscription, it's a way to skip these announcements up at the front and jump right into the interview every week, but you still get the important dates at the end of the episode. To find out more, go to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com, click on the homepage, on the homepage, scroll down and you can find out more. Yeah. The next thing we wanted to remind you of is every month we do a virtual meet and greet. This is where we gather a whole bunch of you, roughly 30 to 50 of you in (laughs) Zoom. We ask you questions. We put you in breakout rooms. We scramble the breakout rooms. Everybody has a great time. The next one is on May 24th. If you would like to learn more or to sign up, head over to our website again, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. Click on the events tab and you will see a link there. And we would love to have you join us. While you're over on our website, you can also click on the community tab and read all about our virtual community. We have an online chat platform. We have monthly Q&As and an ongoing men's group and women's group. The community continues to grow and it's a great way to meet like-minded people, find support, find friendship, all the things. All the things. So we have we have over 200 people as part of our virtual community. And we just want to say thank you to all of them. Yes. Also, you know what's fun about the virtual community? What? Lots of things. Well, yeah. <laughs> but so many of the people in the virtual community, they got their taste. They got hooked. They got hooked. They came to a virtual meet and greet. Yeah. And they were like, damn, all these people are amazing. And we're like, well, yeah, of course they are. They're part of our virtual community. And we would love you to be part of that, too. So So maybe the trick is to come to a virtual meet and greet first. And then you get a little flavor Mm -hmm. and then you can join the community. Yes. So if you want to join the community, again, our website, normalizingmonogamy.com, click on the community tab. And just to be super duper clear, the community and the virtual meet and greet, they are two separate things. The virtual meet and greets are open to anybody and everybody. And the community is a couple of bucks a month. It's five bucks a month and you get a ton of amazing community support. Yes. I think we did a good job with that. I think so too. Well done. High five. (laughs) One last thing before we jump into the interview is a quick reminder to check out our favorite way to get tested for STIs, especially as you're out there meeting new people this summer. It is beach season. It is. And you know what's not always a good idea? What? Sex on the beach. Oh, sand everywhere. You get sand in Ugh. all the places. Ugh. Anyway. We can't help you with that. <laughs> no, but we can help you with STI testing. Let's do that then. At our favorite affiliate, affiliate stdcheck.com, using the links on our website gives you a discount and makes a 10-panel test only $129 and supports the show, which we greatly, greatly appreciate it. stdcheck.com is discreet, simple, fast, all of the things, and our favorite way to get tested. And our favorite way to get sand out of your butt crack. <laughs> if that, if it can do that, sure. It's, a, it's an, it's an upcharge. <laughs> yeah, totally made that up. <laughs> Yeah, probably not going to come with the with the package. I don't believe that is a service they offer, but this is MNI's, as she said, favorite way to get tested for STIs. We've been using this service for years, as have many of you, and you all seem to love it. You all keep coming back. So thank you to yes. all of you who have used this service, not only for supporting the show, but for supporting the greater 
community by knowing and sharing your STI status. A quick reminder, <laughs> a quick reminder to reach out to us, contact us, send us a voicemail, send us an email. You can find all of that on our website. We would love to hear from you if you want to be a guest on the show or if you have any feedback or questions, please, please reach out to us. Or if you have any tips on getting sand out of your butt crack. Oh, that's an important addition. Yes. All to, the cracks. To contact us? Butt cracks or any cracks. Yes, please contact us. Let us know. Uh, we will we will sign up for your affiliate program. <laughs> Maybe it's just like a power washer. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Anyway, I think we should go into the interview. I think we should go into business. Oh, interview. We should go into <laughs> the interview. All right. Let's head over and talk to Mariko. Let's go. Good morning, Mariko. We are super excited to talk to you today. Thank you for joining us. How are you this morning? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we're excited. Do you mind starting by just sharing a little bit about who you are and a little bit about who we're talking to, since we actually don't know a whole lot about you either? Yeah. So, well, uh, thank you for asking. So, I my name is Mariko. And uh, I'm a born and raised Japanese, and um, I came to the United States um, to do my master's when I was 25 years old. And uh, in my entire life, I've been a businesswoman. I have been married for, well, had been married for about 20 years. And when I got a divorce, I kind of from that moment, I kind of like, um, started this journey of like, you know, who, who am I and what do I want in my life? And, you know, what are the things that I didn't allow myself to do? And then so after divorce was, was over and then I was ready to kind of really explore my life again, I did two things. I got a certification in sex, love and relationship coaching. And that was like a 180 degree change from what I used to do, what I'm still a businesswoman, but you know, uh, and then so that, the career change and also like my personal life direction change of kind of exploring the things that I never explore, you know, in my life before, um, you know, in my personal and professional lives. So that's who I am at a high level. And, uh, and it, I guess in, in terms of like the, you know, relationship, uh, structure, I kind of found myself, um, uh, being in a community of like open relationship or non-monogamy or polyamory. And, uh, that's kind of one of the theme I'm exploring after I became a single woman. Yeah. And also that turned out to be kind of a niche that I want to really focus on, like one of the niche areas that in my professional lives in coaching people. So mm -hmm. that's, that's kind of a summary of who I am. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm, I'm curious going back in time. Well, you said, you said a few times that you were starting to explore things that you never allowed yourself to explore up until you were single. Were these things that were tumbling around in your head and you were just suppressing them or did you not even know that they were things that you could explore? I actually didn't even know that, I, that, that things that, you know, that these are the things that I want to explore or I want to admit that I want to explore. <laughs> yeah. It was really yeah, deep yeah. buried 
Um, so I'm a rule follower. So, uh, you know, and, and I've done well being that right in, in my entire life. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, one of the things I have done, I guess, when I allow myself to be myself and then really discover who I am is that I always worked in the very male dominated industries and mm-hmm. I still do to some degree. Um, and then, so, I did not realize how much I was suppressing my femaleness because I was afraid that I will be, that would be a disadvantage for me. Yeah. You know, so very much I was like, I was trying to be like a man mm-hmm. to be able to do business with them and negotiate with them. And then, you know, really that in my workplace, I was the only woman, mm-hmm. you know, it was, I've been consistently in that environment so I was definitely, you know, like, I don't want to appear sexual. I don't want, you know, cause if I do, then people will think I am unprofessional. I'm not, you know, I'm not competent. Right. So yeah, I was very much hiding that part. And then I didn't even notice that I was doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Was the catalyst for change that change really your divorce, that separation, or was there something else that happened? Yeah. So, um, (laughs) mm, so it kind of happened gradually and I cannot understate the, the impact of like, just, I got involved in network marketing and then that put me in the personal development path. And then, so when I was in that personal development, serious personal development path, I guess gradually I started to realize that this marriage is not fitting me. Like the marriage was not allowing me to be me. And then I realized that to stay in the marriage, I just chose to just suppress and then kind of hide who I am so that we can stay married. Mm-hmm. So when I, I was going through the divorce and then when I was like done with it, I was like, wow. So that things that I was telling myself that, no, this part of me is not okay. You know, this part, no, 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 no. He doesn't like that. You know, uh, I just kind of that, yeah, that was like the opening, like, oh, okay. I don't have a reason to kind of keep pressing this down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was definitely the opening. Wow. Yeah. So I, it, it almost seems like you, on some level, you knew there were things you were suppressing because when the, when the marriage ended, I guess, how do you how do you start to like let those come back to the surface if you don't even almost don't even know they're there? And I know that's a really hard question, but I think this is probably something that a lot of people experience that they, they hide some part of themselves. And then at some point it becomes quote unquote, okay again for them to be themselves. But if you've tucked it away so deep, how do you ever, how do you ever find that and bring it back to the surface? Mm. So that's a, that's a great question. Um, so first thing I did was, of course, I was working with a coach and then a couple of the healers in that process, but like I decided to just kind of let myself to do the things I didn't allow myself. Like do nothing, which was one of the hardest thing to do, to do nothing. I was like, do, 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 go, 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 figure things out, you know, do everything, you know, you know, like do, 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 but constantly, right? So instead of that, I was told like, well, my, by my coaches and healers, like I stopped doing pause. 
and then just be curious and then just find something that really interests you. Like, you know, so that's what I kind of, kind of what I did. And then one of the, like different things that I let myself do did different things. And one of the most significant thing was that I started taking actually belly dance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then that's one of the things I've never taken like a dance lesson. I was curious, but I'm like, you know, that seems like a, sexiest thing that the woman can learn right yeah so i was just pure curiosity like if people will look at me and then like i'm going to belly dance class I, people will laugh at me kind of a thing right yeah at that moment right and then so i went to this belly dance class and then um i looked at myself in the mirror in the, my very first class and i was just kind of doing this very slow hand movement because that's what you do and then i was like Oh my God, I look so sexy. And I never like, I, I, I always wanted people to think because I was so driven, you know, in terms of career success and everything. I did not want people to think I'm sexy. And I wanted people to, to think that I am intelligent, successful, all of these things. Uh, and then sexy, scary, right? So, uh, but then I also realized that being sexy is scary, right? And then so at the same time, I was starting to take this self-defense martial arts classes. So I realized that, well, I am learning to, you know, defend myself because I'm a single woman and I want to defend myself and also my children and uh, if I need to, right? So I was learning these things. That's one of the things I was allowing myself to learn. And uh, I realized that because I am learning how to protect myself. I can be sexy and I'm safe. So like, like different things I did just kind of like, um, synergistically kind of like I, I wanted more and more and more and more in terms of like learning about sexuality. I was very aware of the fact that, you know, people always talk about, and of course I think everyone kind of dreams about like dream relationships and mm-hmm. soulmate mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. Right. But, you know, if we really think about it, what kind of education are we getting for that? <laughs> you know, like you yeah. know, <laughs> to have an amazing sex or amazing relationship, what kind of training did you do so that you can experience these things? And I, even though I wouldn't call my marriage or like a prior relationship, like a bad or unsuccessful or, you know, any of that, I just knew that I'm not an expert because I never got uh, training or education um, or I didn't have a teacher in that area. So I'm like, well, you know, how can I expect to experience these amazing things if I don't have a proper training about it? So I decided to just learn that. But it's like, it seems to make sense, you know? And um, I also kind of like... If I'm interested in something, I want to learn everything about it. Yeah. And then I wanted to learn something properly. And then first and foremost, experience that in my life. And I also had this feeling that, you know what, if I can do this deep dive on myself and start to experience these amazing relationship, love and sex, all of these things. And after that, if I can teach other people do that, to do that, like, that sounds amazing. So like, all of these things just kind of like happen in a very short amount of time, just kind of one after another. 
Yeah. What was that? What was that timeline? Just from from, let's say from divorce until this point that you're sort of at where you're talking about right now. Mm. So the separation was like the summer of 2018. Okay. And yeah. uh, I was I was enrolled in that like the sex coaching program. Uh, a little, a year after that, a little over a year after that. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I think that's amazing. The, the, the mentality you brought to that of, well, if, if I want to be good at something, then right, go find someone to teach me rather than, right. I think that's, that's a mentality we take to many things, right. You want to be good at a sport, go find a coach. You know, people hire golf coaches all the time. You want to be Mm -hmm. good at photography, go find a photography class. You want to be good at cooking, find a cooking class. And everyone's like, well, you want to be good at sex and relationships? Well, well, look to your parents or just look around. You'll find, you'll find, you'll you'll find some good examples. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So I think I just, I wanted to point out one other thing that I thought was really amazing that was sounded like one of the first steps, which is giving yourself the permission to do nothing. And I think that, first of all, is for some people impossibly hard to do. Very difficult. <laughs> oh yes. But what oh, it yes. But what it does is it lets you sit in nothingness, no phone, no just like go for a walk, leave your phone at home. Go just go and be without anything. And then you get quiet and you start to think about like well, what, what do I want to do? Not like what laundry has to be done, what has to be cooked, what has to, what emails do I have to respond to? But like, what do I actually want to do? And you can't get there unless you're like just doing nothing for a little bit. And, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and that's a muscle to flex that like, can I just sit and do nothing? And it's hard. Yeah. So I, yes, it is. <laughs> I'm glad you pointed that out because I think it's a really amazing practical thing that people can do even for just like a few minutes a day give yourself that mm-hmm. freedom to think about what it is you want yeah yeah absolutely and i also i i would love like i said i was one of those i mean i i, I at that moment i remember telling my coach like that's the one thing I cannot do. Mm-hmm. I cannot do nothing. And so, you know, please give me a books to read, worksheet to do. I will do them all. Please give me to, something to do. Yeah. And then she was not going to give it to me. So <laughs> <laughs> like, nope, 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 nope. I'm not giving it to you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it took a while. And then I also want people to, to hear that in that moment, I couldn't believe that I could be the person, but I am now. And uh, I also want to say one of the things I allow myself to do is to um, adopt a, a pet, uh, a dog specifically. That's one of the things that I never allow myself to do in my entire life. And I remember still vividly that I, I was starting f- from a fostering this particular dog and um I was petting this dog, like, you know, like I had no experience of, you know, caring for a dog and then trying to pet this dog. And then about two seconds, I was feeling guilty. Like, oh, I don't have time for petting a dog. This was me. I I cannot believe it. But I was, I was in a serious case, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. but I got out of it. Uh, So was uh, the, was the, was that drive? I'm curious because I imagine it comes from different places, but for you, was it an internal drive that was saying you don't have time, you don't have time, or was it 
sort of an expectation set on you by maybe culturally or your marriage or the sort of the dynamic that just evolved over time? Yeah. So I, I think it's both. Um, it's, it's the conditioning. And also, as I said, I'm a rule, a first and foremost rule world follower. Um, and then, so like, you know, if I'm going to school, uh, you know, I expect that I do well, you know, that was just always a thing. And Mm -hmm. then I did. Um, and then, so I guess deviate from that was, was, um, I don't know, something that I didn't think about. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, like, uh, you're not working hard, you know, being lazy is bad or, you know, like I, I always just kind of really, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Is that true? Okay. Okay. I do that. You know, like yeah. I work hard. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. and doing, and doing nothing is the laziest of things you could possibly do. Right. You, mm-hmm. If yeah. you're, if you're doing nothing, you're being lazy and right. Yeah. 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 And you kind of, it sounds like you kind of, you know, got into the marriage you did and then kind of just found found that cadence in a way like of this is my life and this is the way I do it and you went on that path for 20 years and not really sounds like I'm putting words in your mouth but not really questioning it very much along the way until you just you like started to like really question is this is this who I am is this where I'm at and it it's amazing how I think that happens so much so to so many of us because we can all get almost complacent in a way of like this is just this is just the way it is and then when you actually get out of it and look back you're like i i had the like i had the why was it that way yeah like i had the power to change my situation if i had wanted to but i didn't right. i didn't in the moment like you also have to have compassion for yourself because you may not have like you didn't know right so mm-hmm. yeah. um yeah there's absolutely nothing that i regret about what i have done and I feel like because of my particular journey, there are so many people who can relate to, mm-hmm. to, to, to me and that I can inspire in turn. Right. So I have no regret. Uh, but like when it was, when I was, um, married and of course I was married for a long time. Right. I mean, 20 years is pretty long time. Uh, but like, I would say that, that the reason why I was starting to question and then i was starting to notice this kind of a me on the surface and then like me inside the real me inside was really um like i i had this thing about this knowing inside that what i was doing in the business world i mean i was in the tech tech industry for a long time um even though that was the thing that that I knew at the time that make most money for me. Mm-hmm. I absolutely knew that this is not what I'm supposed to be doing in my life. I absolutely knew that, but I did not know then, then what, you know, yeah. I didn't know that then what, and, uh, like I was so in that kind of a mode of living and in lifestyle that, and then I was in a marriage, like more like a marriage was kind of a seal, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I was like, well, okay, I guess I'm going to maneuver inside of this box, but yeah. Like, yeah. Well, it's the box yeah. that it's the box that says you get a job, you get married, you're probably going to get a house you probably get some kids. You got to get a white picket fence out there. That's the, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the box we're supposed to play in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then I just, I, I had the more than the marriage, but like from the career point of view and in the, like my purpose for life point of view, I knew 
I was totally misaligned. Mm-hmm. And then so that really was a driver that when I tried to express that part of myself, I realized that in this marriage, I couldn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying other people can't. I mean, in sure. not my situation, I couldn't. I couldn't see myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so at what point, well, I, th- I think that's amazing. Just being able to have that recognition and then having, the t- I mean, I'm sure it wasn't like overnight that you're like, oh, well, this is easy. I'll just fix this problem. But the, the you know, the, <laughs> developing the strength and the courage to then do something about it because it's scary to push against all of that i mean you Mm -hmm. don't you don't just wake up one day you're like well i don't like this i'll just change it tomorrow like it's a it's a long process of of untangling yes Yes, it is so I'm, i'm also curious then where did in this journey did different styles of relating show up for you yeah so um yes when i got you know, divorce for a bit, I was quite shut down and I, (laughs) and then, uh, I mean, sexually or relationship wise. Right. And then, um, so when I finally felt like I was ready, um, actually even at that point, I just gonna, uh, uh, say that, um, so I started the the sex and love and relationship coaching, uh, program that was an intense one year program. It started in the, in the January of 2020. So when it started, I still was not ready to, to start dating or anything like that. I was, Mm -hmm. I was, you know, uh, yeah, single already, but yeah, I was not ready. And then I remember... (laughs) joking with my one of my peers that like hey we are celibate sex coaches you know because <laughs> i had no absolutely no interest in sex at that point and uh and then so it wore like a relationship or anything like that but then i guess what i was tra- taking the training i quickly start to realize and then just you know things start to open up like hey i guess i'm open now uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna start dating and then start meeting people so i did and I, I, one of the thing I was very firm about going in, start meeting people is that I will be honest with how I feel. If I like someone, if I don't like someone, I will be very honest with myself. So I will not suppress. Let's say that someone seemed to really like me or want to be exclusive with me or whatever it is. Right. But I don't, Mm -hmm. then I don't, I don't hide that. I just say, no, 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 that doesn't feel right. That doesn't feel good. I don't like that. That's not what I want. You know, even if that make me feel like in that moment to be honest with that person who is showing so much affection and interest to say something like that, that might be uncomfortable. But like my most important thing is that, I, I do what I want to do, including, let's say, you know, I, I actually hear this quite often that, that the woman, uh, often, not all the time, but often women, like, you know, they are in a situations and they have sex, uh, you know, even though they are not fully wanting or whatever. And that's one of the things that's an example that I want, I will make sure that I do not agree to things that I don't want to do. You know, even if I feel like, well, maybe I will give it to, you know, like whatever it is, like I, I do not make any compromise to what I want. So 
in that, when I have that as a kind of a most important value, meeting people, it was kind of natural to come and then say that. And then, so it was really not like I'm, I'm going to start my, you know, relationship journey being no monogamous or I didn't really start it like that. Mm-hmm. But people start telling me like, well, you sound polyamorous. I'm like, really? <laughs> you know, oh, oh, okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> so like, it was more like that. It kind of started like that. I, I, I was just kind of telling people, this is what I do. And then they start labeling me, mm-hmm. you know, like that. I'm like, okay. So that was more like how it happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So is that what it looked when you said like, I wasn't going to do anything that I didn't want to do. It sounds like mm-hmm. the, the thing that you were wanting to do was relate to different people. So, mm-hmm. so almost you were, you were doing the polyamory without the polyamory label or the non-monogamy without the non-monogamy Right, right, right. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then also, like, I was telling people, I started telling people that, well, that's, I mean, well, I started telling people from the beginning, I I was telling people that's what I'm doing. That's why they started labeling me. Oh, that's polyamorous. Uh, But like, um, yeah, pretty much everyone said like, wow, you know, you're rare that you're doing this as a woman. It's it's like, uh, it was kind of interesting. People told me this, like, um, and then also, like, as a woman that I'm doing this is rare. And they also said that, well, men are doing this without telling you. They're just kind of dating around and then, you know, uh, uh, meeting different people, sleeping with different people. and But they don't ever tell you. But you're telling people. So that's very refreshing. <laughs> that's kind of what people said to me. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, I, I love that your own sort of just built-in ethics guided you into this in a in a in a moral way rather than doing the like well i want to do this but i am going to still suppress it because i could see how it would be so easy to do that coming from the mm-hmm. background you did where well i'm doing this thing now that i want to do but i shouldn't be so i know this game i'll suppress it and i'll hide it and i'll keep it a secret and then i can yeah, I don't want to, again, I don't want to appear sexual. I don't want to, I don't want to break out of the box that everybody put me in, but you did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At that point, I actually now, and then even now, I mean, I, I love people seeing me sexual mm-hmm. or like a uh, sexy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I'm in a very different place. So after feeling that way, like I'm very confident about myself, about me as a sexual being and, and all of that then I can do it. But I, I can, if I wasn't feeling this way as a person, yeah, I think it would be difficult to do what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I know these are like sort of impossible questions to answer, but I think they're just, your journey is very powerful. And I, I guess the question is, how did you develop to that point of going from, I don't want to be seen as sexual to i not only am I comfortable, but like, I want this, I, this is who I am and I want people to see it. Mm. Um, yeah, I cannot say, I guess one thing, Yeah. but like that, like the, that, that the, that the belly dance and, and, um, that the, the self-defense example, right. Things that I was believing to be true was not true. And so those are the things that I continue to discover in my journey. So like 
that I started out with the divorce is a failure. That was the biggest thing to overcome. Divorce for the children. These are the things that I needed to overcome. But when I actually did the divorce in a certain way, I realized that I actually didn't hurt the, I mean, hurt my children doing that. My children really liked that fact that we did and that, that, that we got divorced. They rather see us, you know, living a separate life happy. This is what they say to, to me. Um, and then so, so like, I guess that's just an example. And also divorce is, was, was a, is a failure is the belief I had. That's why I hang on to it so long. But I realized that no, not necessarily. I can do it in a successful way, in a very conscious and loving way. And I did it. So I feel like um, a lot of these things that I was kind of forced into, like, for example, I mean, I never, you know, lived in my life. Oh, I want to experience divorce. I never really wanted that, Mm -hmm. but I had to do it. And then, but when I had to do it, I had to experience the thing I did not want to experience. But when I did, I realized, wow, I was wrong about this. I had this particular story or the belief about something. And when I actually did it, I was proven wrong. So I guess it's more like more and more I found, I started to find those things that I believed and I had a particular story and then I was choosing not to go there and not to do it or doing something else or suppress my desire for it. Realizing that, wow, I was wrong. And it was not only I was wrong. What I start to realize is that when I explore those areas, so basically it's, it's shadow work, which is my favorite type of work. But, uh, so when I did, that's where that power was hidden that I couldn't access it. Like, so I did so much work on myself, right. That the personal development work and then, you know, something to help me with the better business or money management, or I took, you know, training and I have experience and all of those things, but I never wanted to explore those areas that I kind of shove under the carpet, you know, like the, those things that were scary, shameful, like divorce is a failure. So every time I uncover that, what's actually underneath that shadow. And when I became like, when I uh, develop a healthier relationship with that particular shadow or the side of me that was under the shadow, I realized that I became like, I regained that power that underneath it, that was untapped unused, underutilized. And I was like, Oh, it was here. You know, like I was feeling my, (laughs) yeah, Yeah, I was feeling, I was feeling I'm such a powerful person, but no matter how hard I tried in the light areas, I couldn't use it. And I was so frustrated. Like I know it's there, but I can't retrieve it. I can't use it. But when I went to those areas, like sexuality, you know, or that, you know, like the, just really finding out and allowing myself to do the things that I really want to do this, but I'm even scary. It's, it's but I, I want to check it out. 
yeah, so I found that like more and more power. So I was like, wow, you know, like I was not going there because it was so scary, shameful, all of these things. But when I did, because I was forced to it or whatever, I found that thing I was looking for. So I thought that, wow, I need to tell everyone about this. <laughs> like, I mean, you, you know, people say like they want to be confident. They want to be blah, blah, blah. You know, the confidence is the thing that is very difficult. Like you cannot tell yourself to be confident, you know, just tell your mind like, Oh, I, I want to be confident. And then you cannot be confident. You know, mm-hmm. it, that's just doesn't do anything. Um, but I realized that by going to the part that looks shameful, scary, that you don't want to go is the secret fast track path, you know? So, yeah. So I guess, in my experience, I started to realize that. And then so it became, it gave me, it kind of accelerated my discovery. Yeah. 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 I almost don't want to say anything else and just be done. <laughs> the most amazing thing ever. But we, we probably yeah. should talk for a few more minutes because well, that was amazing. <laughs> it, it was. Yeah. No, I appreciate you sharing all of that. And I just, I'm curious. So then how has that over the, like you went into the sex and love coach training program, you did the belly dance classes, the martial arts classes. Where has that journey taken you to now? Like, where are you at now? And what has the last few years looked like for you on that journey? Yeah. Yes. So thank you. So, um, <laughs> it has taken me to the, the, the area where I never imagined. So that summer of that, that, that year, that 2020 2020, I was taking that, you know, intense, uh, coaching certification in there. I got this guidance that, um, I will be doing something like a teaching something or doing something that like, that looks like kink, like, you know, teaching people to play safely using our own bodies And I'm like, what are you talking about? I did not know anything about that at that time, but I'm actually now a certified dominatrix. And uh, so (laughs) I didn't know anything about BDSM in that year. And then, but like, um, I'm in that community as well. And then when I did, I also learned about more about the polyamory, like, you know, different way of the variety of relationship structure and the nature of love that people are able to experience in their lives and the one that surrounds a dominatrix or any woman of like power, but not power, not like a, those kind of like a manipulative controlling power, but you know, like this magnetic mm-hmm. seductive, right? That power, the compelling power, the community or that the people surround such a powerful woman and the love relationship that happens around is something that now I really want. And um, to realize and being able to witness that in my training to be a dominatrix has been incredible to me, but also give me the depth of like type of 
uh, non-monogamy or you know polyamorous relationship that I want in my life that I never imagined that I, <laughs> I you know like I've witnessed uh, my mentor Mistress Damiana's um, you know in real life I mean being in her academy and also like witnessing how she relates to all of the submissive you know uh, people around her yeah it it was something that wow i never thought something like this is possible but also i'm like i want this yeah 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 and then interesting thing is like and i want this kind of like uh that's not the only thing i wanted but like i want that but also i have a different relationship like a personal relationship that's not a part of it, but like kind of like a both together. Mm-hmm. But the, the key thing is like me as someone who can give and receive so much love from people and without regardless of labels, like, you know, it could be a lover or a boyfriend. Well, I don't have one, but you know, or submissive, or whatever it is, right? Or, or my children, or I, I don't know what it is, but I feel like there is so many different possibilities and variations and and then depth that I can experience that. And then so, I mean, meaning like, yeah. So when I witness, you know, my mentors, kind of a, you know, like a, you know, life, and then knowing, you know, more in depth about, you know, what how that looks like. I not only felt like, wow, I want that, but also like I, I kind of quickly kind of compared myself. Well, you know, well, Mistress Damiana is very accomplished and then she's beautiful. And, you know, like, you know, like I, I actually kind of immediately felt like, well, I can do this. I deserve this. You know, instead of kind of saying, well, she's, you know, she can do it, but I can't, mm-hmm. you know, I just kind of like, I, I also, I want it, but also I want, I felt like I, I can, I can have this. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's, that's where I am. I, I don't know if that's answering the question, but like, it's, no. it's totally different from what I knew two, three years ago. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Ex- totally. And so like, you're, you're now a professional, if I got this right, you're now a professional dominatrix and a, a sex and relationship coach. Is that true? Yeah. So I'm not doing a pro dom work okay. uh, per se yet. Um, cause I realized that I need a new name for that. And, you know, <laughs> I'm learning about, you know, if I'm going to really do the pro work, I mean, I'm doing, I, I do like, uh, like, a you know, online sessions, like, mm-hmm. you know, like a dominating people as a way to heal people, you know, that, that I do do that, but like, I don't really do the sessions per se mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I certainly can do that. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And, and in your uh, relational life, uh, do you have any partners at the moment or not right now? Um, I have, I have lovers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But I don't have a, like a boyfriend or like a, uh, you know, like the, how do you call this primary? Yeah. 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 Uh, how do you call that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You have people in your life, but they're not, you don't have anyone that's like maybe they, living with you or anything like that. Oh no. They don't, yes, they don't fit. Correct. They don't fit in a box. No, I think that <laughs> they don't need to. <laughs> Which I think is well, amazing, right? Yeah. The it sounds like it was not just your professional life that you opened up in this way, but you wanted to you kind of, like as I heard it was seeing these other people relating in these different ways and saying I want that both 
professionally and personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At, at, at multiple levels. And, and then I think tying it in, even like you said, like I can also love my kids, right? Loving somebody else like this doesn't mean I can't love my kids and maybe loving my job or, or having a, a relationship that isn't love, but is just for some other reason. Like that doesn't, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with any of those things. They're all valid in their own way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Right, right, right. Um, yes, absolutely. And so like a really, you know, like often people, I, I hear this kind of people talking about like, you know, well, po- to kind of justify like, you know, polyamory, people say, you know, things like, well, you know, how can you say, you know, you love this child more than the other, or, you know, like you can always love, you know, much. Uh, it, it feels really more like, uh, like I am not putting, yes, any, anybody I love or anybody who love me in any particular box. Like, for example, like, you know, I, I, I guess it's not important for me that if this person is my lover or it's, it's really not that important to me. It's more like, you know, I love this person. This person loves me. And, you know, like whatever that is great for that person. And then me, I do it and I just love it. You know, and then so that's kind of how it looks like that, you know, I'm just kind of meeting people, getting to know and then, you know, what's here, mm-hmm. you know, and then just kind of allowing it, allowing that um, and I receive it and give. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I, I think there's a couple of things in there that I wanted to just maybe touch on where, which were, I think the shift that happened where you, you saw these other people, you saw another pro dom, your, your mentor doing something. And I think in that stage for many of us, I would know for myself to look at that person and say, that's not possible for me. Like that's a thing that they can do. And you sort of looked inward and Mm -hmm. said, yeah, I can have that. I can do that. That's, Mm -hmm. I think that shift, especially from where you were just two or three years before of, I'm going to suppress everything to, no, I can have that. That that could be me. I think that's just an amazing sh- <laughs> shift. And yeah, I'm just yeah. blown away by it. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. And then I, I, I am really surprised by that, by this too. <laughs> by, your, by yourself? <laughs> yeah. No, I, yes. I'm yeah. like, yeah, I didn't know anything about it, you know a few years ago, just a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I would say that because of that power thing, you know, like the, you know, my experience of like, you know, going to that area that I, I was not going because of the, you know, fear, shame, and then going and then kind of finding like, wow, you know, so having that experience really accelerated this kind of like, okay, so now I want to do this. This feels right. And then, you know, just kind of kept going and going and going, going, never stopping. Yeah. Like that, that, that is probably a factor. I'm like I said, it's, 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 it's been a fast Mm -hmm. (laughs) for sure. Yes. There was something else that I felt happened over the course of this conversation that, that was a shift in the language that you use when you talked about the martial arts or belly dancing or all of the things you were doing up to a point, it was, I allowed myself, I would allow myself to do that. I would allow myself to do this. 
And the last few minutes, the shift was, I wanted that, so I did it. I wanted that, so I did it. And it, it got away from allowing yourself to just saying, I want, and now I'm going to bring it into my life. And I think, mm-hmm. I don't know if you have uh, any thoughts on like where that shift happened for you in life, that, that you you shifted the mindset of, I'll, I'll allow myself good things to, I want good things and I'm going to make them happen for myself. Mm, mm. That's, um, well, well, thank you for that observation. I wasn't really paying attention to that. So I really <laughs> appreciate that reflection. Um, so I am not sure, but I feel like that's probably because, um, I feel like as a woman, I feel like a lot of us struggle to receive. Like we don't understand or we don't know how much we are giving just by being. And it's hard to believe because it's so different from this model that we were taught. Like do, 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 don't be lazy, more work, 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 right? And then so from that to like, well, how can I receive so much if I'm not doing much? You know, like, uh, I feel like I'm starting to be really believe that I deserve this, you know, mm-hmm. and then seeing, you know, examples of people who are receiving so much love because she is allowing that to come and then she deserve and then she just gives so much without give, 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 you know, like just being. Yeah. And then these people around her is just really feeling like their life is so much more just because they're serving her. And, you know, like they're just in love with their life. They are so happy. So when I see that, I'm like, wow, by allowing and then by wanting something that I know that I deserve, I'm creating life for people. Like I am allowing people to live better, like feel more alive and feel more purposeful in their life. And so I guess I'm starting to really slowly realize the fact that when I receive, when I go for what I want, what good that is doing to other people. Yeah. So I I don't know if I'm answering the question, but like, that's, I feel like that is the kind of a slow shift that Mm -hmm. was, I feel like it's, it's hard for a lot of, especially women Mm -hmm. to realize that they have that much power, that they deserve so much more. That that they don't have to earn it, right? That you don't have to do, you don't have to check off a thousand things on your to-do list to earn pleasure or to earn some downtime that you inherently you inherently deserve these things without having to earn them Mm -hmm. right 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 but it's a hard concept for yes it's very it's very challenging yes Mm -hmm. yes (laughs) i can relate to that too (laughs) very much so yeah Mm -hmm. uh thank you so much for this conversation i just really appreciate everything that you've shared and that the journey that you've been on, like that you're willing to get out there and and talk about it and be like, Hey, this is, this is what happened to my life. And this is where I'm at. And I'm still, you know, learning and growing. And this is, this is, but this is my journey. And so thank you for everything you shared. I was curious, you know, 
where do you, do you have any vision moving forward? Where do you want to go? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, um, I, I have this idea that I have this kind of a seat for a king open. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's been vacant. <laughs> and uh, so I'm a queen. So, but I'm just kind of operating uh, as, a, as my queen self, just going through my day and then just kind of like giving and receiving you know, uh, the kind kind of taking up the space of like just doing my role right in this world. And, uh, yeah. So I'm aware of this vacant seat here over here. <laughs> so, so, uh, well, one thing I can say about that is like, well, it will be not, it will be interesting to see, you know, someone might, you know, sit in that, in that, in that throne. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm just right now it's, it's, it's kind of vacant. And, um, so like a professionally, I am actually just really starting to, um, really market, uh, in my niche. And then, so I'm also very excited about, and then, you know, also excited about this opportunity to be able to speak that I really want to, um, reach more people who, yeah, who just really feel like this, like, um, you know, there is something that they want to really accomplish, but they are maybe feeling like, oh, that's, that's too selfish or that's too much. Or like, that's, I've never heard of this, you know, something like that. Um, and, um, I really want to, um, reach those people and then, um, help them, you know, find their own, you know, Mm -hmm. own journey. And so, yeah, so I'm really excited about that possibility as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. I'm curious with your, your king, your your king in the throne analogy. When when that, if you when you see that that vacancy get filled, do you <laughs> do you see yourself continuing to relate in an open sort of take every relationship as it comes sort of mentality? Mm, that is a great question. Um, so I recently experienced that. Yeah, relatively recently experienced that I was seeing someone and I, I, I'm still seeing that person, uh, but like I was spending a lot of time with this person and then I realized that, wow, I want to be exclusive with this person. And I told him about that and he said, no. And so from that experience, I learned a lot about you know, like what I thought that I knew. So, um, I guess what I'm trying to say is it's like whatever that like, I feel like, you know, I guess when the, the King seed is filled, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, I may feel that. And then I may talk about it and, you know, uh, and I guess we were going to have a discussion, but when we meet, well, this person has to know very early on from, well, from the first time we talk, they need to know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, so they have to accept what I'm doing, everything, what I'm doing. And if they don't like that, well, that's too bad. 
But at the same time, like I said, uh, in my recent experience, I was surprised that I wanted to actually become exclusive with someone for it. And then when I become when I wanted to be like that, it was not, I knew even though I was the one asking, I knew I'm probably the one who, who want to open up again. Like, you know, Hey, you know, I knew was not going to be permanent, but I just was honoring how I feel that that time, you know? So, um, yeah. So, so to, to answer your question, I don't know, Mm -hmm. but what I know is that, um, well, maybe that's part of the reason why that the seat is vacant, uh, because, you know, I, I do what I do because I truly feel this is right. And then if I am wanting to be, you know, just stop this exploration because it feels right to me, I will do it. But if it doesn't right feel right to me and then, but he wants to do it. And then, you know, if that was the way that, you know, that we met and then if it feels like I'm doing it, um, you know, I'm happy to make compromises and then, you know, have a, you know, like a clear communication and say, you know what? Uh, let's say, you know, I, I really, really want to honor you if you don't like what I'm doing, you know, like maybe I can, you know, stop doing this for a month or whatever it is. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we can talk about it, mm-hmm. but I will, I will never go to a place where I know this is who I am. He doesn't like it. And because I want someone in that seat, <laughs> you know, yeah. I do not do that. Right. You're not going <laughs> to sacrifice yourself for that to have someone exactly. there. Yeah. 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 But, but very much, I don't know how I feel because like I said, you know, like I, I definitely have this desire in some point in with certain circumstances that, like I said, I was surprised that I wanted that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I think it's the acknowledging that, that you're surprised at that in that moment, but that can also change. You could, you can want that for a time being like for a set time. And then maybe that changes or maybe it doesn't, but allowing yourself to be able to recognize like, this is what I'm feeling now, communicate that to someone. And then, you know, they, in your example, like they have maybe a different opinion, but, or a different need, and then you get to compromise and and see, okay, well, let's, let's figure this out between us. And, but that's like an evolving thing, right? That doesn't, that doesn't just stay static because we're all human and we all change. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, I I think that's amazing too. Just the, so it it ties into something you said very early on, which is you're not going to stop. You're, you're, you're never going to go back to not asking for or sharing what it is you want and need. And you're not, you're not going to, yeah, like Emma said, you're not going to sacrifice who you are to, for an end goal, for the, the goal of filling a seat or to stay married or any one of the, the quote unquote like goals that we're supposed to have. You're not going to sacrifice who you are and do something that feels bad in the moment to make that happen. Right, right, right. So again, it's the same thing for the king. <laughs> so uh, mm-hmm. it's kind of like if I meet the person and if I feel like, well, he's a king, then he will sit there for a little bit, I suppose. But, you know, I'm not going to make him sit there, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> and it's and it's not necessarily a, a seat for life. It's a seat. It's yeah. a seat for as long as it makes sense for you to sit there. Exactly. Yeah. So in that sense, it doesn't, it doesn't, 
yeah, I was kind of thinking about, you know, well, it, it's not like the, you know, king, only king has a seat, you know, like everyone has a seat, mm-hmm. you know, and then like I, I have, I have a relationship, different relationship with different people that come to me. And then I feel like, yeah, this is valuable because I, I, I experienced this with this person. Yeah. And then so like they, everyone has a different seat, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. I've, I've absolutely loved this conversation. So thank you. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to give you a moment too, to, uh, ex- share where people can find you if they want to learn more or other like work that you've done. We happen to know that you have done a Ted talk. And so if you have, please plug yourself, please share where people can find you. And, and know too, that links to everything you say will be in the show notes. So uh, you don't have to like spell out the website. We'll make sure they're there for everybody, but go for it. Oh, 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 okay. Yes. Um, so yes, I do have a website. Uh, it's, uh, it's called the www.mysteriousmariko.com. Uh, okay. And, um, but I actually have a, a, a like a, uh, like a link yep. to yeah. like a sign up to, so that, that will be probably the best, best way to find yep. me and connect well, me. Yep. Yeah. People can also find me on, um, Yes. So my, my IG, the Instagram handle is, um, Mr. Mariko as well. And, uh, the other thing I'm doing is, um, yeah. So when I, uh, when I, uh, yes. So I have just like you guys, well, it's not the same, but like I, I have a, a, a community that talks about sex. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed participating in your, your community as well. And then, so my community is a little bit different, but, uh, yeah, like I feel like, um, the more people who has this opportunity to talk about sex is really kind of like, a um, a, a, such a healing uh, experience mm-hmm. while having so much fun, mm-hmm. uh, which is, uh, yeah, which, which is, I'm kind of guessing that why you're doing this, but, uh, yeah, so that is another way. And then of course you can find that from my, my up link and also from my website amazing to sign up for that are you are you willing to share a little bit about what your community looks like how it works because i think what one of the other things that is just a huge passion of ours is is community building and it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be ours it can be anybody's we know the power we, we know the power of finding your community and embedding yourself in it so what is what does your community look like what can people expect if they show up there yeah, so the the name of the community is called a uh, 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 the community that talk about sex like we talk about food. So <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. So that's exactly what we do. But then we don't talk about food. But uh, like uh, right now, uh, the, the the group is brand new, pretty much. Um, and then so uh, like I have a currently structured like what structure like. Uh, discussion mm-hmm. and then I have like a set topic to talk about but you know it's not always a sex topic but um, the, the previous conversation has been really really fun like you know because it talk about sex like food it just does that <laughs> um, and also like you know it's a very deep conversation as well like that you know because we we are allowed to talk about anything and then so like a relationship struggles or whatever so like I, I give everyone a, a certain number of minutes okay depending on how many are there yeah and then I'm really hoping that at some point well 
sometime soon or whatever it is that when the time is right that you know you guys do the breakout room right mm-hmm. so if i have a, 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 that many participants then i can do the same thing in the breakout rooms and stuff like that but yeah mm-hmm. it's it's a moderated discussion yeah but um yeah there is like a lot of topics that i can provide i, I always provide so people usually don't have a problem picking something and then talk about it. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Anyone, anyone building community, we're happy to promote because that is, I, we've just found that it's one of the most powerful things when you're doing something, especially something quote unquote against the grain a little bit mm-hmm. to know yeah. that, that you're running against the grain with a whole bunch of people that, that maybe you're not actually against the grain. You, maybe you are the grain and everybody else mm-hmm. is running against you is a pretty sweet feeling. <laughs> So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then you know you guys are doing this for a long time so I, i'm 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 very curious you know well well one any you know and i appreciate like any you know promotional activities that you could do but also i'm very curious about you know like what you have done to uh, grow your community as well like, yeah mm-hmm. yeah so Ooh, that's a whole episode <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, we can definitely talk more about that. Yeah, Um, absolutely. And at the end of the day, my biggest piece of advice from my experience, our experience, would is to just be yourself. Like be authentically Mm -hmm. you and you'll attract the people that you want to attract. And Mm -hmm. uh, And don't do things that don't feel good. Just like you you all of the moral values that you've brought through this whole journey that you shared. Don't do shit that doesn't feel good to you just because somebody else says that's how you should do it. And right. Yeah. That because, sounds good. Yeah. That's that as as I would agree with Emma. That's yeah. like the number one thing. So yeah. Mm. And that goes for any of you out there in the world about to build a community, build it or building one, build it for yeah. yourself and the right people will show up. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm. And we just thank you again for everything you've shared and for like, and for building the community that mm-hmm. you're doing too. Like for us, we just, we love seeing people building their own things and what they want to create and creating that and then finding their community. And, and so if you're out there listening, we encourage you to check out Mariko's community and uh, also just thank you. Find a community. Find a community. Or build yes. one. Hell. And then come on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bef- before we let you go, is there anything else that you would like to share? Hmm. Well, thank you so much for asking. And um, I really enjoy this opportunity to talk about my particular journey. And um, I would love to connect with people mm-hmm. uh, if uh, anyone, you know, felt that, you know, called to just connect just because I'm like, oh, this person sounds interesting or have something interesting experience or, you know, um, I feel like, let's say I, I find some, you know, like a good podcast or a good YouTube video or something, but it, it takes a lot for, for, for me to just actually want to reach out, you know, it, it, you know, like that they're like, so, um, I guess in, in this society where, you know, sex, sex, sex is a shame, right? I feel like a lot of people reach out to people with like a wrong agenda or whatever it is. But, you know, even when people are, have a correct agenda, you know, we kind of like 
think too much about it. And then so I guess I, I really want to aggressively connect with people who feel aligned. And, um, and then so if you feel, just feel like for the sake of like, if you, you know, if, if any of you out there listening and then feel like, well, this person seems to be like aligned or just fun to be with or whatever it is. Um, I really would like to be, to, to reach out to me, um, because I don't, I can't do it from here, (laughs) (laughs) you know, (laughs) and I, I, you know, I, I, you know, I don't, uh, yeah, yes. So I would like that. And then, um, in knowing very well that, you know, there is this stigma and then like, you know, this, difficulty out there that people are battling with. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm very aware of that. And I still want choose to be aggressive when it comes to connecting with people who feel aligned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so. that stigma that, Oh, if I reach out and send you a really cool video that you're going to assume that I'm just trying to fill the King seat or, or, <laughs> or hook up or whatever. Right. It's, it's so easy for people to feel that way. But if you just genuinely reach out, like, I thought, yeah. I thought we were super aligned. Here's an amazing YouTube video. Here's an amazing podcast. Here's an amazing whatever. Mm-hmm. And that can be the whole agenda. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm totally fine. I'm mature. I'm an adult. I can handle it. <laughs> but you've for, for sure proven that. So I love it. <laughs> well, thank you, Mariko, for coming on today, for, for all the work you do and for this powerful conversation. So thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And we're back. Thank you so much, Mariko, for coming on the podcast, sharing your story. We had such a wonderful time getting to know you. And a quick reminder to everyone listening, links to all of Mariko's work are available in the podcast show notes. Yeah, I just want to echo Emma's gratitude. Uh, Thank you, Mariko, for coming on and for letting us dig really deep on some of these questions and for getting super vulnerable and how some of the how you have accomplished what you've accomplished because I think it's so rare that people who are successful and have sort of tapped into new ways of doing things, they don't often know how to communicate or share sort of how that success came to be. And that's one of the things I really loved about talking. So thank you. Yes. A quick reminder to go to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. There you can find information on the community and you can sign up for our next virtual meet and greet, which is on May 24th. Yeah. One other thing I wanted to to kind of circle back to a conversation we had in this interview was uh, two episodes we did as part of our Focus Fridays a couple of months back, episodes 2.8 and 2.9. They were both about community and sort of how we built the podcast. Links to those, again, will be in the show notes. But uh, Mariko talked about her community. And we just, again, we want to send people to any community that feels like theirs. Uh, Ours is amazing, we feel, but it may not be amazing for you. And so we want you to find yours. So check out Mariko's. Check out all of the other communities out there because truly we believe in the power of community and it doesn't have to be our community. Yes. That's all I wanted to say. (laughs) Good reminder. Good reminders. And with that, next week, we have an interview with Terry. You're going to want to hold on for this one. This is, this is like getting in a time machine. It's amazing. It is amazing. It is. uh, So Terry is the author of a book 
titled 50 Years of Polyamory. Mm-hmm. And there's a subtitle that is much longer than that. Actually, I have it written right here. 50 Years of Polyamory in America, a guided tour of a growing movement. And what is really cool about this is Terry has been exploring polyamory and non-monogamy for roughly 50 years herself. Yes. And so we get to we get to go on a journey together. We get to dive yeah. in. It is fun. So we will see you next week for that. In the meantime, get out there and kick some serious ass. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's all we got. That's all we got to go. You got to go kick ass and we got to go kick some ass. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening.